0: Scotland, to the spiritual splendor that is Augusta. Grab a seat, grab a glass, and punch your ticket to the bar
1: train. Hello, boys and girls. Episode nine, we have a fantastic episode. We've got a great guest, Sam Bettinardi, the executive vice president of Bettinardi Golf. And we've also got uh, a bit of a treat, a special reveal. We've got a new co-host. We've got Stratton here to join Matt and I as a new co host of the par train. What's up, boys? Strat, I got I got to hear I I
0: hear people in the background chanting speech. I got to hear something from you.
2: Yeah, just well, come on, be honest, Strat. Just go ahead.
0: Well, look, I I I was loitering around the train stop for a while, uh, scrounging up extra pennies for some uh some spare skittles here and there. I uh, I saw a glimmer in Taste a boy's a glimmer in a boy's eye. <laughs> I was practicing my swing as I was begging for cash. He said, "Hey, jump on the par train." What do you like to talk about? I said, golf, obviously. One thing leads to another, and I'm currently sitting in the lap of luxury, and I'm thirsty.
1: He, so that's a great, great segue. See, the kid's already learning. We got the cart girl pulling up. I'm oh, sure. Uh, Strat, you're the new guy.
0: Lead it off. What do you ordering? Look, you know, I got to go with uh, with a tried and tested concoction, and that's going to be an old-fashioned. that's ice in the glass right there wow classy
2: man wow that was
0: real too that wasn't a fake uh sucking up in first class
2: in the part train okay yeah
0: Yeah, no foley there that's the real deal
2: ev what do you got
1: you know i don't know if you guys noticed i'm playing hurt here okay the voice is a little bit uh scratchy i got a hot toddy that's a classy move yep old wives tale sure
0: old country sure Mm -hmm.
2: trying to uh trying to come back well, I'm a simple man. Uh, you know, I got a tall, I got a tall boy, silver bullet to mm. uh, to get going uh, on this very, very special episode. So, Ed, why don't we keep this thing moving?
1: Sure. So, what do we give the folks something that we're talking about? Give them a preview of our interview with Sam Bettinardi.
2: Yeah, no, we got a real, real special episode we want to get to here with all uh, the listeners. Executive Vice President Sam Bettinardi of Bettinardi Golf, one of the most trusted, respected brands in all of golf, most notably for their custom putters. Uh, as you know, many PGA Tour players uh, play Bettinardi. We got Sam on the part train to talk about the PGA Tour, um, Bettinardi's approach, and uh, what's new and hot with Bettinardi. So But before we get to, get to Sam, we were lucky to catch up with him, Evan and I. Uh, we got a couple new fun segments for our new uh, – Our new co-host,
0: Stratton. Sure, yeah, let's hear it. All right, so
1: we've got a couple new segments here. The first one, we're calling
0: Blowing Smoke, okay? Strat, why don't you start out with your Blowing Smoke? I'd love to, gentlemen. I'm going to go current. I'm going to keep it within the madness of March. I'm blowing smoke up Lonzo Ball's dad's butt (laughs) lavar ball not only did his kid who he proclaimed was the next magic johnson michael jordan and i don't know even Shaq diesel rolled into one not make it to the final four uh he still seems to be very adamant that he's locking down one of those billion dollar deals with his brand that nobody can remember uh so well done to to lavar ball um uh, washed up uh helicopter dad at its finest
2: Uh, well i i tell you what it's baseball season av i'm blowing smoke up, uh, the one and only uh, Coach Joe Madden of the oh, World, oh, World Series champs. You know, he's the manager him. for the Cubs. Uh, which is a nice segue into the Sam Bettinardi conversation, big White Sox fan. But we got opening day against your Cardinals coming up. And, I mean, Coach Joe has the guys ready. So I'm just too excited for him and for another World Series repeat. You heard it here first.
0: Mm. Optimistic. Wow. At best. Easy
2: to blow smoke up the World Series champs. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So...
1: We're going to get out of that one real quick. Thank you. My blowing smoke (laughs) is master's app. This thing is a dream. It's going to keep us from doing our work all week long next week during the master's. All it needs is the little boss button that NCAA March Madness has. So if uh, someone's coming by that is your manager or above, you can click that button and basically look like you're working on a presentation or Excel doc. It does not have that, but everything else I'm blowing smoke up. Mm-hmm. Love yep. it.
0: support that uh the next segment is called oh sure strat you want to kick off your oh sure yeah my oh sure is going to be um the myth of no sex before a match is good for athletic performance uh clearly dj whose wife is pregnant has been having sex and he can't not win so uh sure oh sure oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure sure, sure. sure.
2: Huh. kind of explains his uh recent incredible success oh, yeah
0: sure. it's a viril- he's a he's a viral sure. man Sure.
2: Not sure. Sure. I like it.
1: Love that. Okay. My OSHER is a little tip for you guys out there. Learn the hole names at Augusta National. Okay. Power move. You're watching, you hear Jim Nance's voice. Oh, is that the uh, flowering peach? Yeah, hole number three. Yeah, love that hole.
0: Oh sure. Oh, uh
1: Camila, hole ten. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Sure. Well,
2: I'll give that a sure. It is Matt it is Masters Week is coming up, so sure. Oh, sure. Carolina um, and Cherry,
1: number nine. <laughs> sure, sure.
2: I guess Milo sure is going to take a hard left turn, um, yeah. non Masters related. Sure. I had, I watched the most recent Backstreet Boys documentary on Netflix the other night, and it's about their comeback tour in 2012, 2013. Oh, dear. And I did not realize, and I don't think you guys did, how well they can harmonize and sing a cappella. So this is a talented group that none of us were giving them credit for back in the 90s. So, cheers to the Backstreet Boys, guys.
0: Sure. sure. I mean, sure. sure, Backstreets back Sure. Sure. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? All yeah, right. We, we all did. Well,
1: uh, love those two segments. Strat, welcome to the crew. Uh, what do you say we go to a quick break and then give the people what they want, which is Sam Bettinardi telling us about how Matt Kuchar's putting stroke is actually the next thing you should implement in your game. Tooch.
2: Hey, everybody. We, uh, we're we back on the par train here. Uh, we want to welcome in a very special guest. We've got Sam Bentonardi from Bentonardi Golf on the par train. Sam, it's great to have you on board.
3: Matt, thanks for having me back. And uh, Evan, good to chat with you. Appreciate you guys having me on.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Thanks for coming on, Sam.
2: No, it's great. And uh, for all you out there who don't know, uh, you know, or for do know, Bentonardi, obviously one of the most respected uh, Brands and Golf, headquartered in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, we're excited to have Sam on. So we're going to get this thing going. Evan, you want to kick it off?
1: Yeah, you know, I think we got a couple zingers to kick this thing off. You know, Sam, we like to have some fun, and you know, Matt loves the Chicago guys. So you know, we gotta we gotta work you in here. So number one, you know, Matt from back in the day, my co-host. Uh, Worst quality about him as a person, and maybe his golf game.
3: <laughs> uh worst quality about matt is that he's a Cubs fan um i don't oh, know if a Sox guy. i don't know if that's going to resonate a lot with the people that are listening that are probably chicago and Cub fans but i'm a big white Sox fan and i always knew that about the cermak family that they're huge Cub fans so that's a big notch in my book
1: i love that answer you know i'm a cardinals guy st louis <laughs> all native. all right
3: family. so then we're on the same page
1: all right what about his what about his golf game
3: um i only played with him a couple times i mean solid i mean all the Surmacs are really good at golf that's the problem i say that's not a good quality about their family that they're all really good um but can't comment too much on his game otherwise you know he, he didn't make it in professional golf
1: that's true all right number two any zingers about our boy scotty cam maybe give us a little headline grab for the papers
3: uh, Scotty Cameron, uh, Scotty Cameron's got to go back to his roots and look who started making his putters initially. Oh, wow. I like that. Punch is thrown. <laughs> I like
1: that. That's the kind of stuff I like, Sam. Okay. What makes the best putter in golf? Now I don't mean product wise. We'll get to that. But I've heard before that apparently Jordan Spieth is the only golfer on tour that has the same speed through the ball as he does in his backstroke. Mm -hmm. which apparently, you know, helps him with his distance control. Is there anything that you've seen being around? You were a great amateur player, still are to this day, um, played in college. You've probably, you've been around Kukur and other great putters of guys you have on, on staff. Is there anything you've seen in technique or the way they approach putting that helps them become great putters?
3: Um, I mean, I would definitely have to second that about Speeth is that, um, you know, I have been I go to about five to six PGA Tour events a year. And, you know, I'm on the greens Monday through Wednesday and watching some of the, the well, actually the best players in the world practice and work on their games. And there's nobody that works harder on their putting than Jordan Speeth does. And he's just grinding all the time on the putting greens, doing drills. So I would say he's definitely earned it to become one of the, one of the best putters in golf. Uh, one of the best putters I know that uses our putters, Brian Gay. He's won four times on the PGA tour and he's, you know, always in the top ten putting stats. And he just when he gets over the ball, he's always told me I just literally try and think about nothing and I try and keep uh, a very compact stroke. So that's something I try and think about is just get up to the ball and freewheel it and not have try not to have too much on my mind.
1: Freewheel, no thoughts. All right, I'm gonna try that. Last one before we get to Matt's. Questions. Have you ever been to the Masters? And if you have, uh, what's the one thing that you didn't expect?
3: Um, I've been to the Masters three or four times. Um, One of the things I didn't expect was all the rules. (laughs) There's a lot of rules at at the Masters about, you know, maybe things that I wouldn't break, but like, hey, keep your hat on forward, no cell phones in here, no running. I thought that was kind of a weird one, like, don't run. (laughs) <laughs> From a, uh, a tee box to the middle of the fairway to watch your player. Otherwise, one of the guards will yell at you or even possibly take your badge away. Uh, it's very strict, which is fine because it is the Masters. It's the best tournament in golf. Um, but, I mean, overall, I always tell people it's like Disneyland for adult golfers. It's, it's the pinnacle of golf. It's an unbelievable place to be. And uh, something I personally look forward to every year.
1: So you're telling me if Tiger sprays one in the pine straw and I sprint to run to his ball, I could have my badge taken away.
3: Potentially, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's some. Wow. I, I, I could go into other <laughs> stories, but there's there's some <laughs> things that have happened where you wouldn't believe why people have gotten their badges taken away. But it's just it's very. It is. It's very. It's a very strict place. Maybe we should do another is- segment on how to keep your badge. Yeah. (laughs) How to keep your badge at Augusta. Usually, if you're, if you kind of just keep to yourself and watch golf and be a good patron, be a good patron out there at the Masters, then you should be fine.
1: All right. Love the word patrons. I think that's a great segue.
2: Yeah. Ev, limit the beer drinking and the running, and you'll be fine. You'll keep, you're going to keep your, you know, I get a little worried
3: about
1: that. It's
2: dangerous
3: when the beers are $3. So that's where people get in trouble.
2: Obviously, most everybody knows in the golf world who Benton already is, but for those who don't, um, Sam, can you give us a background on Benton Arty Golf as a family business, um, some facts maybe the listeners don't know about Benton Arty products, and and what's new and hot with Benton Artie?
3: Yeah. Um, well, like you said, a family business. My father was the one that started our company back in um, He started milling uh, products for the golf industry in 1993, and it started in 1991. He owned his own manufacturing facility, which was uh, located in Crestwood, Illinois, and it was winter in Chicago, December, and he walked into a golf shop uh, and saw an advertisement on the wall for a putter that was milled on a Bridgeport milling machine, which at the time was outdated machining technology, uh, very old school machining. And he called the person in the ad and said, why are they making, you know, you guys are making your putter on a Bridgeport mill. Why are you guys doing it this way? I have CNC technology, which is computer numerical control Machines where the machines are computerized, you program them, you tell the machine what to do, and it runs the program versus the old way where you crank the put, uh, crank the machine by hand, which was on a Bridgeport machine. So he got in contact with some of the right people in the golf industry uh, and started making putters for some of the top OEMs during the early to mid-90s and was able to figure out a way to make a putter out of one piece of metal versus at the time all the putters were built the head or the body was milled and then the neck was milled and then they would weld the two together. And if you think about that, that seems like a a time consuming process, something that takes a long time. Maybe it's not as consistent feel and you surely can't weld in the same exact spot over and over again. So to be able to machine a putter out of one piece of metal was just a total breakthrough and kind of an interesting fact in 1993, there was about 10 players using milled putters on the PGA tour. And by 97, 98, there was about 80. So it was just a, yeah, it was a huge, uh, breakthrough, huge jump. People love the feel, love the look. And that was when my father was doing it for another manufacturer in the golf industry. Um, during the mid nineties, you know, it, it really picked up when Bernhard Langer won the masters in 93 with a putter that we milled, uh, for another company. And then, um, and then, as you guys probably know, 98, 99, we started our own. Ben Hardy Golf was born. Um, and then, yeah, it's just been going from there. I mean, that was, I mean, I'm 27, so I was still uh, a little guy then. But just watching our company, you know, start and grow. And, you know, we were connected with the Ben Hogan brand for a little while from 2003 to 2005. And then, again, Mizuno from 05 to 08. Uh and then back on her own from oh nine till now and I joined the company about five years ago and took Matt's job from him. Um <laughs> little little known fact Matt may not like to talk about, but uh he did
1: but, a terrible job.
3: <laughs> Matt was awesome, but Matt was doing sales, but unfortunately there's a little nepotism in our company and um uh, uh I had to take his position to yeah, it gets, uh to it work.
2: back to the family <laughs> business, right? <laughs> it, had to, it goes
3: right back to Benard Benard was a family business, so you're right, Matt, but um no, that was Matt great. two
1: piece employee. You needed a one piece guy.
3: <laughs> we needed one know? yeah, Matt was about, you know, welding, he was really more into the uh, the two piece putters. We were all about right. I was more about one piece, so that was just a perfect fit for Bentnardi Golf.
2: Well, Sam, you know, being the executive vice president of Bentnardi now. You've been in the business for a while. Um, you're obviously on the forefront of your guys products and your innovation. So, what's new and hot with Nardi? You know, in 2017 and maybe even I know you're thinking about 2018.
3: Yeah, this year we release. So we do two year product cycles at our company. Uh, A lot of people in the golf industry, consumers and uh, retailers alike have kind of been really sick of the, you know, six month product cycles, three month product cycles. I mean, there's only so much innovation that can happen in that uh, short uh, period of time. So we do two-year product cycle. So this year we released um, six new models, two, two Queen B series putters and studio stock models. Uh, two really cool-looking putters in the Queen B series, uh, a flow neck mallet with our micro honeycomb face milling, and a, uh, a putter, a Queen B8. I mean, both have been really, really solid for us so far, really boutique-looking, Um Really, really popular. In the studio stock line, we included our Fit Face Milling, which has been very popular for PGA Tour players. Super soft feel, uh, great feel on fast greens, which seems like to be the trend in, uh, in a lot of golf courses these days, speeding the greens up. So if you're a guy that plays fast greens, some of our studio stock putters would be a great fit for that.
2: Sure. Ev, I want you to know that I've been using a Bent Nardi for the last 11 years. I have not put another putter in play. I've practiced with other putters. I have not put another putter in play. So I just, uh, I think you might want to get on board with some Batnardi.
1: I mean, if Sam wants to, you know, send the par train crew (laughs) some uh, samples, you know, I'm always down to uh, lean on performance, you know?
3: Well, you might have to come to the factory and check it out.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: it could be a good good excuse to come out to Chicago.
2: Well, we'll get to to the Studio B experience, but... But Sam, kind of moving on here, you, you talked about your dad, and you talked about in the 90s, as your dad was launching the business, and and you know the, really sparking all that innovation in putting, especially on the PGA Tour. How was your father Bob's um, approach to craftsmanship and performance different than, let's say, Scotty Cameron?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, Scotty Cameron you know, makes great putters, um, don't want to down our competitor, but I would say that He is somebody that's always outsourced his product, uh, whether someone else making it, um, you know, in California, in Chicago, wherever it may be, where we, it's so unique in the fact that my father and I can walk 10 feet from our office desk uh, into our manufacturing floor and watch the product being made. It's just such a cool thing that really there's no other golf companies that can say that they make their own product from the big OEMs. Down to some of the smaller uh, golf companies, we can walk into t- uh, the manufacturing scale that we have it on. From machining, you know, getting the metal in, machining the product, polishing, uh, finishing, paint filling, assembling, everything's done in house. So I think the biggest testament to our brand, uh, like you mentioned, craftsmanship, performance, is the quality that goes into making that product ourselves. Uh, designed, everything's everything's done in house. It's all done by my father. We have an engineering team, myself. So it's really cool to say that uh, we make everything start to finish.
2: That, that's pretty cool. And I think that's what's special about Bentonardi. You talk about how personal it is. And, you know, as someone who's been to your, you know, been to the shop, been to the plant, it's it's pretty neat. And I kind of want you to tell the listeners, you know, a little bit about the Studio B um, experience. You know, for those who ever were interested in coming in to get a Bentonardi putter, um, What's that like, and why? Why are you guys kind of doing something that's, you know, that not only was innovative at the time, but still is innovative today, and really, really, you know, helps an amateur pro golfer?
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the pros have access to technology that most amateurs don't, being that they're the best players in the world, and you know, every single you know uh, one putt made around times four rounds may be the difference between. $80,000 and $250,000 when you're on the PGA Tour. So for amateurs, guys that are working to maybe try and break 90 for the first time or 80 for the first time or 70, whatever it may be, we built a really a state-of-the-art performance fitting lab above our factory floor in Tinley Park, Illinois, where people can get their length, lie, loft checked out on our four-camera laser fitting system Uh, and we just totally remodeled it just finished, uh, a couple months ago. Um, so people can come check that out and it's cool to be able to walk in and look out the window and watch their, the, really their putters being made on the floor and turn around and be fit for the, uh, putter that they're about to purchase. Uh, but we got a great variety of all of our production models, a lot of really cool accessories and we just opened a brand new room called the hive, which houses, uh, some of my father's favorite designs, putters he's ever made addition to some really cool limited edition models uh, that you'll see this year and in the coming months.
2: Yeah. Ev, I've seen you putt a little bit. Um, I think we need to get you into Studio B and maybe get fitted up for something to really <laughs> help, help your game. I don't know if you want to talk about that.
1: What are you trying to say?
2: <laughs> I mean, I, mean qu-
1: I, I know you're a good putter, <laughs> but questioning my game around the greens?
3: Ev, you got to call and make an appointment.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe we should do it live on the show. You know,
2: we could film you, you know, and really kind of see, you know, the mechanics of your stroke. It, you know, it's different, but
3: you learn a lot in the process, you know, start to finish. And what the big thing that we try and emphasize in the fittings is we're going to try and find a putter that fits your stroke versus you picking a putter that looks good to you. I mean, the, the, the most important thing is someone coming in picking a putter. Hey, these three look really good to my eye. And then we, they come in another room where they get analyzed on our fitting technology. And we say, Hey, based on your stroke type, this putter is best for your game. So Evan, yeah, we, uh, appointments are are filling fast. So you might as well check it out. (laughs)
1: Let me, let me ask you this. I've actually heard this before when I was working with TaylorMade back in the day, where let's say you hold the putter, um, close to the head and let the head just kind of, uh, revolve out there if the face is parallel to the the ceiling and it lies flat then obviously it's weighted equal across the head and if the toe faces down obviously it's toe weighted Mm
0: -hmm. so i've
1: heard that if you have a straight back straight through stroke it's obviously better to have a, a head that lies flat versus if you have you know an arc stroke it's better to have a putter that's weighted in the toe is that true
3: yeah, that's true, and there's a lot more that goes into that, but uh, that's one of the big things that we fit for is basically if you have uh, a stroke type that's more inside to inside, we're gonna put you into putter that has more toe hang, like uh, a lot of the Surmax use putter that putters that have toe hang, they're more answer style blades, half toe hang to three quarter toe hang, versus you're someone that has more of a straight back, straight through type stroke, you're gonna want a face balance putter. Um, so yes, that's, it's a huge part. And if you have more, uh, if you're not using the right type of putter, you know, you could be, you could be throwing shots away on the golf course. So very important part of getting fit.
2: But do you fall, do you fall into either of those categories or? I might be
1: somewhere in between. You might be making a good point, but Hey, I think this is a great (laughs) excuse to come out to Chicago, see my boy, Matt, and go to the studio B. There you go.
2: Yeah. Should we get into some
1: (laughs) PJ tour stories?
2: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Ev. I know you've been chomping at the bit here.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta hear that dirt. I gotta hear those behind the scenes stories.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, there's, there's a lot of players we've worked with. I mean, uh, overall, the guys in the PGA Tour are so cool. I mean, to be on the stage that they're at uh, is really awesome. I mean, our, our biggest brand advocate right now, Matt Kuchar. I mean, couldn't be a nicer guy. I mean, he's come to our, he's come to our shop. A funny story about Matt. Uh, a couple of years ago, he came by the shop and he was there for so long. I mean, just testing us and asking us a million questions about his putter. And this was when he was first getting dialed into his arm lock style, which before nobody ever really used an arm lock putter besides a guy named Spider Miller, who's been the U.S. Walker Cup uh, team captain on, uh, a couple of years ago. And again, this year, um, but he was in there in the Studio B just, dialing in his stroke and figuring out the arm lock style and his dad's with him and his dad was just passed out on the couch just taking a nap because Matt was there too long and uh it's just really you know you think of these these players and their families like you know out of reach type of people but it really you know just being around them and working with them a lot it really humanizes it and they're really just guys like you and I uh or people like you and I just trying to 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 get fit and just get better at golf you know I mean, when I saw that and then last year he brought his family in the studio, we did a video. Same thing, you know, where we're eating Jimmy John's together. I mean, just, it's just really cool, you know? I mean, that was, that was a fun experience. Um, another one on the list you mentioned, Jim Furyk. Probably one of the coolest thing that's ever happened to our, our company was back in 2003, uh, at the U.S. Open at Olympia Fields, right in our backyard, literally 15 minutes from our facility. Uh, Jim Furyk's putter that leak was deemed illegal. And this was on Monday. So on uh-huh. Monday, so we were at the tour event and we said, Jim, come to our studio, you know, we'll we'll figure it out for you. Hang in there. So we, we bring him over to our studio, fit him into one of the new putters that we were working with or designing at the time called the Baby Ben. It was just a prototype. And uh you guys probably know the rest is history. Jim won, um, you know, just put lights out and won the US Open on Sunday. So to come and change putters on Tuesday at our shop, get fit uh, at Studio B, win the <laughs> one of the you know the the toughest majors in the whole world, you know the United States Open, uh, was just so cool. I mean, you can't even write that up in a storybook. You know, same thing with Vijay Singh when he won the PGA Championship in two thousand four. He rattled off four wins in a row in the fall to become the number one player in the world. And he switched to our putter because he found it in his garage, a putter that we sent him about three or four years prior. So you just never know with some of these guys that may switch putters on a whim or just trying something new, find something they like, you know, just get hot. I mean, they're just like they're just like the average amateur. You know, some look good in their eye. They make a couple of putts. They feel good. And then they win the U.S. Open. You know, who knows? Yeah, right? Sam,
2: Sam, the thing with and the, the VJ that was his record year. I mean, he had what, nine wins? Yeah. That was
3: his record that was his record year. He rattled off four wins in a row in two thousand four to become number one in the world. That was the first yes. time we've ever had the number one player in the world using our putter. And again, he found the putter in his garage in June or July, switched to it, and won the Buick Open, won the PGA whistling straights, yep. um, won two more tournaments, um, and just yeah, just killed it. So you you just never know. You just never know. So that was that was a pretty cool story.
2: No, that's uh that's great, you know. Obviously, all the PGA Tour guys you got over the years and still do. It's it's just awesome. And we want to. We'll get to Kuchar in a little bit, but but Sam, we you, you got a lot of Chicago athletes, Bulls, Hawks, Sox, the World Champion Cubs, maybe even walking into the Benardi doors. Oh, well, here we go. Um, I you know I don't know if you got if you let the Cubs in, but maybe you can talk a little bit about that. You know, and some of the some of the stars that you've been around, or you know. It's really amazing being a being a Chicago guy. Uh, how loyal and how um, interested you know everybody is in Artie, especially the athletes. They all want a piece of it. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, being in Chicago, one of the uh, arguably one of the best sports towns in the country. You know, uh, the Bears, the Sox. That now that I can't say now I can say the Cubs because they just won um, the <laughs> Blackhawks, the Bulls. But so many great players, so many great teams, championships in the city. Uh, but we've had guys in. Patrick Kane was in last summer. Great to work with. And what I thought was so interesting when he came in and got fit, because I was in his fitting the the whole hour, hour and a half he was there, was his stroke. I mean, you could tell the hand-eye coordination translated perfectly from hockey to golf. I mean, he was his shoulders sure. were so still. His wrists did not move. And he just stroked the ball so pure. And he's probably... I think he told me it was about an 18 to 20 handicap, um, but his putting looked like he's, he'd been doing it his whole life. So that was pretty cool to see that the athleticism transfer over to golf. Um, Scotty Pippen came in about two years ago. Uh, we were just trying to find the right length of putter for Scotty because I think he's about 6'8", 6'9". And I think he ended up going with about a 38, 39-inch putter uh, for a guy that tall. So that was pretty cool. And Scotty at the end of the fitting... He asked me how much he owed me for the putter. And I said, Hey, can we just do some bulls tickets? He goes, No problem. So uh so we ended up going down there to to the United Center and he said, Yeah, tickets are at Will Call. I go to Will Call, tickets aren't there. I text him, I go, Scotty, their tickets aren't here. He goes, hang on a second. And he comes outside the stadium by the Michael Jordan statue. He goes, Come on in. And he lets me and the three other people that I'm with in the United Center. Um. Just, of course, because he's Scottie Pippen. Because he's just, re- ner- just retiring. Just real notch on. Hey, just come on. You don't need a ticket. Just come with me. So that was pretty cool. Scottie's a man. Um, other players, you know, Robin Ventura, Harold Baines, uh, wow, Robbie just, Robbie just, Gold.
2: Just name the whole White Sox. You know, every <laughs> every player. You know. <laughs> uh,
3: no, we're actually. Uh, I can't say too much now, but we're going to be doing something. Very very special for the Cubs uh, in May of this year. So wow, uh, just stay stay tuned for that. That'll be really cool.
2: Ev, did you hear that?
3: I
1: did. They, you know, it's good that you're doing something because a team like that, I'm a little worried about them this year. <laughs> you know, you win it once, you can uh, you can lose your drive, right. <laughs> and I, I think they need a little pick me up.
3: Right. Well, That's you know, we're even though we're White Sox fans, we're Chicago fans. Uh, we're based in Chicago. 2005, we made the White Sox World Series putters. 2010, we did it for the Blackhawks. 2017, uh, we may be doing something very similar, uh, but sure. really, really cool for the Chicago Cup. So stay tuned.
2: No, that's uh, that's good fun. Um, let's get back to Kucher, Matt Kuchar, uh, you know, kind of the, really the face of Benton already in 2017. We talked a little bit about his putting style, his putting approach, known as the one-arm lock. For those of you listeners out there that aren't familiar, um, it's a longer version of a putter, and Matt Kuchar leans the putter against his arm. Totally unorthodox, but totally effective. Um, Sam, can you talk a little bit about Matt Kuchar's approach, um, how you guys designed this putter and coined this approach, and uh, some of the inspiration?
3: Yeah, I mean, this this is an easy one for me because I've been using the arm lock since Matt switch. It, it's totally changed my game. Uh, what Matt did was... 2012 he won the money title or I believe 2011 he won the money title and he was looking for a way to get better uh, on tour so he turned to his coach and said hey how can I figure out uh, make more putts and that's when he began started working with some other play uh, some other coaches on the tour and figured out a way to put the butt end of the grip or not I'm sorry not the butt end the entire grip pressed against his left forearm to where it really takes out the entire hands-wrist motion of the stroke, the arms of the stroke, and really puts it into your upper body and shoulders. So you're really just rocking your shoulders and stroking the ball. Um, This has been really effective for Matt. If you look at his putting stats, he's been top 25, top 30 the last four years since he's made the switch. You know, he's a top 10 machine. He's won two times in the last couple of years. So um, it's really been awesome. And what's, what's been really unique about the arm lock, is nobody's used this model before. So when we first started making it, we had seven degrees of loft and two and a half shafts of offset on the putter. And now we have uh, five degrees of loft and one shaft of offset. So if you were a, a player that was looking at the Kuchar Model 1 arm lock or the Model 2 arm lock and you thought, yeah, it looks, looks a little intimidating to me. It's got all that bend. It's got all that offset. I'm going to, you know, maybe it's not for me. I'm going to check out the, uh, you know, see what else is out there. Well, we've we've honed it back a little bit this year. And our Studio Stock 28 arm lock is just a great putter. It's a lot less intimidating at address. It doesn't have that big bend in it that Matt requested from us. Um, And like I said, I use the putter. It's totally changed my game. Keegan Bradley is using it right now. He's starting to play really well. He's a good pick in in the upcoming weeks. Eduardo Molinari, Darren Clark, they've all used the arm lock model. Um, so it's just a really solid style of putting that I would recommend to anyone that struggles inside 10 feet.
2: Yeah, no, Ev, I don't know if you want to chime in here, but Sam, you're using it, and I know you're putting well. Um, and it is getting out there on the tour, so you feel like this is this could, I don't know if the word is take off, but it's really catching traction because I've, I've worked with the style of putter, and it feels great. Now, i got to maybe try to actually go do it, but it sounds like it's picking up.
3: It it is picking up, and, um, you know, there's other guys like Ali Schneiderjohn, one of the top number one amateur in the world. He's been using arm lock. Bryson DeChambeau, he's using arm lock right now. He just finished second last week in Puerto Rico. Yep. Um, So there's a lot of guys that are now looking at it. Uh, Webb Simpson, so belly guys, long putter guys that have been, you know, a little bit leery on making the switch or been, hey, I'm not sure what exactly to switch to. The arm lock's just been a phenomenal style. It's totally legal. Um, you know, we're really the ones that have created the style with Matt Kuchar together, which is why, you know, the last couple of years we we coined it the Matt Kuchar Model 1, you know, because Matt helped us come up with the style. Um, but now it's it's branded into the Bettinardi series of putters as the Studio Stock 28 arm lock. So anybody that's looking to... Again, improve some of their putting on those short putts where the, the smaller muscles in your wrists, your hands can get involved. I think it's a, a really great style to look at.
2: Yeah, Av, have you tried it yourself?
3: I have not, but
1: uh, I'm intrigued. You know, I like to tinker.
2: We can all make a few more 10-footers, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I might have to uh, might have to try that out. No, well, we're, not...
3: he, we're here for you, Av.
1: I appreciate that.
2: Uh, White Sox fans and Cardinals fans unite here on the <laughs> park train, which is a that's ton of fun. Um, but we we got to we got to talk about the Masters a little bit. So Sam, um, last part of our Q and A here. First question: Will you be at Augusta this year? Are you-
3: I will. I will not be at Augusta this year. I'm going to Florida this week. Um, okay. just Did not work out schedule wise. But uh, I wish I could be there to root on our, our two guys, Matt Kuchar and Fred Couples. Hopefully Jim Herman can repeat this year and get into the Masters. Our other brand ambassador. Uh, at the Shell Houston Open, so uh, but I will yeah. not be there this year.
2: No, Herman had a great, great outing at the Velspar. But it, with you not being there, Sam, obviously you guys always have representation in some way. Any master's traditions with Benton Artie, some of your limited edition putters, wedges, putter covers, or anything we should be on the lookout for?
3: Uh, this year, you know, we decided uh, we're working a little bit more closely with Augusta. We're not really... Releasing anything in co- uh, coinciding with the tournament, we'd always had like a Highway Twenty putter sure. that was really cool, very limited. But our Masters release this year really is coming out on Thursday. It's our Queen B Six Limited model. It's uh, it's carbon steel with a, a one ten copper insert, super super soft feeling putter. Um, they're available at Veterinary Specialty Dealers and also in the Hive on our website on Thursday. So that's really our springtime release uh for this season
2: that's great love it that's great no well, we maybe I mean, we, we should, should
1: just do. dive straight into some picks you know we we promised the listeners some uh masters picks and and sleepers so sam you want to start us off with two favorites and two sleepers two
3: favorites i mean i hate to be that guy but i would say dustin johnson um that's got to be the favorite to win the masters this year uh rory McIlroy. Those are my two favorites. I think one of those guys are going to have a really great chance to win. Um, and then being a Bettinardi guy, sleepers, I would have to say Matt Kuchar and Fred Couples. Sure. Oh, wow. I'm Fred down. Couples has played played pretty good. He's had a couple top Every tens. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> Every year he's got a top ten. I Thanks. mean, he's used to playing three rounds on the Champions Tour. But uh, you know what? He's leading the Champions Tour right now on the money list. So you never know.
2: Well, the thing with Kuchar's too, I mean— the guy's a top 25 machine, so if you're all of us are going to be in a bunch of different pools, you got to pick him, right?
3: Got to take Cooch, and he always plays well at the Masters. Uh, 2014, uh, he led the Masters on Sunday after three holes, and I was there with his family when he, unfortunately for us, four-putted the fourth hole of the par three and dropped back a shot and had never could really come back from that. But um but I think this could be a great year for Cooch. He's kinda of been under the radar the last couple of weeks. Uh but he always plays well at Augusta. He's he's uh went to Georgia Tech, loves the crowd there, fan favorite. People love screaming Cooch, so gotta take my two guys.
1: Sure. You know, Sam, uh I think this might be a good omen. I put some money on Cooker a while back when I saw I think fifty to one odds in Vegas.
3: Hey, so, there we go. That's a good omen. I like it.
1: I like I like where you just went there. Uh, For me, you know, I hate to lead with Spieth, but I really don't see anyone else winning. Uh, I think Spieth is going to redeem himself, but if I'm going to go some non-conventional favorites here, I really think that uh, Ricky and Phil are interesting. They've both been playing great. Ricky obviously won at the Honda. Um, And has a top five, the Masters, a couple years ago. So I'd look out for them. And then I'm doing a hot take here. (laughs) Danny Willett, 0% chance makes the cut.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's a a stand right there.
1: 0% chance. And then my sleepers, I'm going to throw Bryson out there. He was the low-am last year. Turned pro right after the Masters.
3: Is he in the Masters? Yeah. Oh, yeah, low eight. uh no, he yeah, played last year.
1: It. Yep. Wow. So with his momentum,
2: he's got the you one know, with that lock. arm
1: lock coming <laughs> off second in Puerto Rico, I think he's finally got his uh, confidence back, and what better week to feel comfortable and excited than than Augusta. And then my second sleeper would be – I'm going to go my boy Pat Perez. This is the first time he's playing in the Masters, I think, since '09.
2: Wow. Well, he's playing good.
1: But he's playing well.
3: That's so a I'm, little I'm, that's a little out there for me, but I'll take it.
1: Yeah. You know, I like to give the the kids out there something to something to
2: <laughs> So I I mean I guess I gotta copy a little bit. I'm going with DJ. I think DJ's game obviously is I mean, I, I didn't think Jason Day could be touched. I didn't think Rory could be touched. DJ's tempo with his short irons, I mean, he, he can't stop winning. So I like DJ to, to seriously contend. I like Phil, his game's peaking for the majors like Tiger did. He always does that. Always does this. Played well last week. Going with Phil. So those are my two picks. Sleepers. I'm going with I'm going with Bill Haas. Obviously he played well this past week, the match play, but he's a high ball hitter. I love his game. He's very patient. I think he really contends. And I like these Masters pulls, and you need picks, and I like Bernhard Langer. He's had three. I think he's got three top twenty fives in the last four years. So I like an old veteran, an old Bernhardi guy. You know to uh, To contend, I don't know what you guys think, but that's where I'm at.
1: What's What's higher with Langer? Is it his world rank or his age?
2: Well, he's got, <laughs> he, I think his scoring average sixty eight. Oh, uh, so far this year on the uh, you know the whole Sam's theory of playing three rounds like Freddie. I mean. This guy, it's true. If you good. look at a lot
3: of the guys, if you look at a lot of the guys, they can't hang the, the fourth round. I, I mean, I even think when I was there a couple of years ago, Fred was pretty close, uh, and then the, he shot maybe even or one over par. Uh, it's just tough, and then the nerves get to you. But I'm kind of going back to the Tom Watson theory in the British Open. Uh, what was that? Five or six years back, um, when he was able to compete until pretty much the 18th hole. You know, I think we're due for someone a little bit older to win the win a win a Masters. Uh,
2: at least contend.
3: Contend. So. Let's see it.
2: Yep. So Evan, why don't you get on board? So. All
3: right. Well, uh,
1: we're gonna we're gonna finish on a high note here. Okay. So we're gonna go to our our popular segment, sad violin. Sam, you know how this works. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna lead it off with Kentucky fans. Okay. Kentucky basketball fans saw their team three seconds away from a win, knock down that three, and just as quickly saw their dreams ripped away from them. A fan base with so much history and a coach that loves the one-and-dones more than fat kids love cake. I really think that Kentucky fans deserve a sad violin tribute.
2: Almost touching.
1: Thank you, Uh, Sam. are Are you ready for your sad violin debut?
3: That was that was pretty touching. But uh, let's see if I can compete with that. (laughs) All
1: right, let's see how you do. Here we go.
3: Uh, My sad violin tribute goes to Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods fans out there, so this was the year that Tiger was going to come back at the uh, Hero World Challenge. Everybody saw him compete and thought he was, you know, finished fifteenth out of seventeen players. And he was going to come back and win a major, uh, but we'll see if he competes next week. Uh, be great to see Tiger back, but for Tiger fans, I still think we're on the sad violin. Wow!
2: Wow! Gets wow. me. That was more. That was more touching than yours, Ed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that was emotional. All right, I think Matt has one to uh, close us out here. You ready? Yeah. All right, you're up.
2: My sad violin goes out to the famous lead singer Adele. She told us this past week that she may never tour again. That it's too hard on her. She makes millions of dollars, sells millions of albums, and is adored by millions of fans. But it's not enough. It doesn't feel fun for her anymore. Adele, we're worried about you. Adele, we would never, ever want to be someone like you. Goodbye, Adele.
1: Wow. Was that a play on words? Someone like you. I think it was. Wow, you're really proud of that, aren't you?
2: I was trying to mix it up, you know.
1: You are okay. All right, that was great, Sam. Great debut. I think I think you beat us both. I think that was great. Um, Awesome,
3: thank you guys.
1: So let's sign off with this, Sam. Do you want to leave us with anything? Anything you want to to plug? With news uh, on Betnardi, I know we've got your betnardi.com. We've got betnardi underscore golf, and betnardi at betnardi on Twitter. Um, yeah
3: check check us out on uh, on some social media we got some great stuff on Instagram lately coming up um, the Queen B6 limited putter is coming out this Thursday uh, I think that's going to be really popular we're already sold out from all of our retailers so they're getting them in this week and uh, it should be pretty quick to go the other one uh, another limited release product June 1st coming out I think it's going to be uh, a game changer as far as the head cover market goes So keep an eye on that. Uh, but Otherwise, no, we're really excited about the rest of this year, the players we got using our product, uh, the process in which we make our our product, and we're going to keep chugging along. So thank you guys both for having me on.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for coming, Sam. This was great.
2: Yeah, Sam, no, great to uh, talk with you. Hope to see you soon. Real pleasure to have you on the part train.
3: You got it. Thank you guys both. Really appreciate it. All
1: right, take care. We'll see you picks. Do the best in uh, Masters and go Cooch.
3: Go Cooch. Go coach.
0: <laughs> and just as the sun rises and sets in Scotland, so too have we come to the end of another part train. Be sure to follow us at the part train on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to us on iTunes and may your glasses always stay full and your ball
2: always end up in the bottom of the cup.